Hi guys, welcome to the All Things May podcast. My name is Melina Stevens, better known as May, and here on this podcast we talk about a variety of different topics. The episodes on this podcast are raw, real, and as unedited as possible because I want to enhance the insightfulness and connection that each episode produces. A new episode will be released each Friday, and if you have a suggestion for an episode, please let me know. Now, let's get into this week's episode. What's up, beautiful people? My name is Melina Stevens, and this is the All Things May podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Today's episode is part two of Mackenzie Lennon's interview that I did with her last week about anxiety and depression. Mackenzie is the curator of unqualified underscore advice on Instagram, which is a Instagram that she essentially uses as an online diary for tips and tricks to use if you have anxiety and depression. And she's just very vulnerable and raw and authentic via that Instagram. She has about like, I think like 700 followers now. So she's made like a really cool community by just speaking out about her own struggles and what she goes through on a day-to-day basis. So definitely give her, give her a follow. And in this episode, we have a very candid conversation As always, we have candid conversations on this podcast. That's what it's all about. Her sister, Mason, is the peanut gallery in the background because we were recording this at at the kitchen table and Mason was uh, sitting in the living room. Uh, So if you hear some chatter in the background, that's just Mace. But yeah, and, and during this episode, Mackenzie experiences like a like a quite quite a severe wave of anxiety and she's very vocal about it and and is saying like this is what I'm thinking right now and this is what this is the tips and tricks I'm using right now like as we speak like I'm feeling this much anxiety so so you get to listen to her go through it and how she's handling it which I thought was like very brave and courageous of her and also very interesting because we talk about this if you could if you could um be inside of a person's head for even a minute who has anxiety or depression i think that the stigma for mental illness would would definitely go down i i know it would go down um so i want to thank her for for being vulnerable she didn't want to edit it out or anything like that she wanted to use it to connect with people and i think that's commendable that's that's amazing um i know you guys are going to love this episode it's it's awesome having Mackenzie on and I love talking about mental health because it's something that I've experienced and and I know that lots of people experience and and it's just a it's an awesome topic to talk about to help erase this erase the stigma that is around it so give her a follow once again her Instagram is unqualified underscore advice and yeah enjoy this episode guys and have a beautiful day well, I'm because, back, bitches! <laughs> I'm better than ever. Um, because we chatted so much about her journey with mental health that we had to do a part two. And we're in this in this part, we're going to talk about a little bit more about her uh, Instagram uh, on qualified advice. And then we're also going to talk about her like hopes and dreams and stuff for herself. <laughs> you don't have enough time to talk about that. <laughs> hopes and dreams. Mm, her future goals for her mental health. Um, so with part one, we ended with you kind of getting into, um, 
people reaching out to you and you connecting with lots of people via unqualified advice mm-hmm. on Instagram. So with that being said, when people do reach out to you, what may, have you seen like a theme in, mm-hmm. in people's messages or comments to you and how do you respond to them? So at first it was a lot of like my aunts and yeah. my mom. Like, Good job, like, yeah. sweetie. You're doing great, honey. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so like, which is great too. I mean, we all need that in our life as well. And the Arabian prince. <laughs> and Mason is in the background. Uh, Mason is actually Mackenzie's sister. Mason was on an episode. Uh, she's the one that's had the, the two strokes. We put her in the corner in the other room, yeah. so hopefully she yeah. wouldn't say too much. <laughs> you might hear a little echo from the back, though. No. Um, yeah, so in the beginning, it was a lot of, like, just, like, good jobs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the power of the hashtag came in, mm-hmm. and I started, like, hashtagging um, relevant things. So, like, mental health and... Um, and whatnot, and mental health recovery, and awareness, and stigma, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then that's when I saw an increase in in the people who were following me for that reason. Yeah, and I've seen on your post, like, you you hashtag, like, a fucking paragraph. Okay, and it's like, I was super embarrassed about it at first. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what, though? Like, the point of me doing this is to reach people. Yeah. How do you reach people? Through hashtags. Like, mm-hmm. myself, I'll even go on and, like... If I, like, see something's trending, I'll, like, hit the hashtag thing on Instagram popular page and, like, see why it's trending or whatever, right? Mm. Like, I I use it as a a consumer, so, like, I assume that that's how other people use them, too. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, for sure that is how they use them because that's why they're there. Mm. Um, So, once I started hashtagging and started, like, understanding how to really, like, manipulate Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, I was able to gain followers which sounds stupid but I was able to gather like a following of people who wanted to read my posts for that reason um and then that's when I started getting people responding to me being like um you know you've really helped me and uh I don't know I don't give a lot of like a lot of my um captions and stuff is my like tips and tricks mm-hmm. so I often will ask at the end of them like let me know what you guys do or whatever because I'm genuinely like always searching for different ways to like help myself and yeah. help other people um but a lot of the dms I get are like basically people cheering me on and bas- saying like you're doing this is a really amazing thing that you're doing you're ending the stigma you're helping him to end the stigma um I've had a couple of people reach out and ask me to like write um blog posts for them and whatnot cool um yeah it hasn't I have and you know anxiety kicks in and I'm like oh (laughs) um but yeah so that's pretty cool I've had a couple people um reach out for that reason and and whatnot but yeah a lot of it is positive honestly I haven't received I've received criticism which like hello we live in a world like what kind of criticism like oh I don't think that would work or something like that, which mm-hmm. is fair. Like, well, I'm not preaching that this is a one size fits all thing. Yeah. Um, all of my posts, I've tried to make sure that I, I'm wording it in a way that says, this is what works for me. Mm-hmm. This is how I deal with it. This is what I've tried. This is whatever. I'm not preaching. I'm trying not to preach. Remember, my handle is called unqualified yeah, exactly. advice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, and that's exactly what it is. I'm not claiming to be an expert. I'm not claiming to do anything other than just give experiences and stories of 
what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's been, it's been like 99% positive. Have you had anyone reach out to you where you were like, whoa, this is really heavy. And I think mm-hmm. that you need to seek professional help. Like I'm here mm-hmm. to have this connection with you and everything like that. But mm-hmm. like you need to hear, are maybe some outlets that mm-hmm. I reached out to in my time of crisis mm-hmm. and whatnot uh no not personally um do you think that's maybe gonna happen or could it could and i'd be open to it i mean once again i'm not i'm not here to tell people Mm -hmm. like i'm not a doctor Mm -hmm. not whatsoever not Mm -hmm. even in the slightest um but i have i try to because i i i think that most of the people who are following me are following me because they are interested in my mental health journey yeah so if someone sends me a message i take time to go and look through their profile. And if I can see, there has been a couple of cases where I've noticed that there are some, you know, red flags and, and whatnot. So I'll follow them back and just, that's like, I'll try to be like, Oh, okay. Like, or I'll respond and be like, you know what? Like, thank you so much for reaching out. You're so strong. Like, please let me know if there's anything else I can do for you. And you know, good luck on your journey. You're strong, beautiful. Love you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Keep, keep in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there's never been a case where I've had someone who's been in a dire situation that I know of mm-hmm. that's been like, I need you now mm-hmm. kind of thing. So no. Yeah. I had to, um, with a person that we all know that I'm not really going to mention who put on, um, a fundraiser, um, that person who was in my life at that time had people reaching out to them with their mental mm-hmm. health and, and everything. And we had to, uh, like I was there with this person who was in my life at that time when he was talking to a person who was going through like a mental health crisis and over it Instagram was or? over phone call. Mm. And it was a very like raw and like, human if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. like to hear someone that you don't know and like I've had people like my friends always come up to me when they are dealing with anything mental health whatever Mm -hmm. it's different when it's a stranger and you don't know them and they're reaching out to you because you're the person who is like supposed to like help them or Mm -hmm. like lead them into this direction or whatever it's a very like you and you can't disregard someone's suffering or pain you have to validate it Mm -hmm. and you can't just be like okay well it's gonna get better the last thing someone wants to hear who's struggling through like a depressive episode is like there's a light at the end of Mm -hmm. the tunnel Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that's the last fucking thing Mm -hmm. like they're a human being they're going through suffering and pain right now like show them that you're here for them and that you you're like okay cool you're experiencing the suffering and pain like mm-hmm. I can I'm right here with you I don't have to experience that same suffering and pain as you right now mm-hmm. but I can just be here with you even mm-hmm. if I sit with you or stay on the phone with you or or anything like that even that's powerful and like I think like listening to understand instead of listening to like reply or mm-hmm. listening just to hear someone mm-hmm. is so powerful and I think that and I think that with social media and using it in a way to help erase the stigma around mental health is so powerful because there is such a stigma around mental health. So people kind of like hide behind their screens, so to speak. Totally. So when they can reach out in a, over social media, I think more people are going to do that because no one wants to go face to face head to head with their mental illness with like a stranger, mm-hmm. you know, and social media kind of provides that like cushion, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I've never claimed to be the type of person 
to go to. Like I've never advertised, like if you're going through a crisis, contact me because Mm -hmm. I'm not qualified. I'm Mm -hmm. not qualified enough to be in that situation with someone. And I will absolutely support someone until they find someone who is qualified enough or until Mm -hmm. they're able to get to a point where they're like, okay, I feel better. I'm I'm doing okay. Cause I've definitely done that with not necessarily over the internet, but like in my personal life, I've, I've had to do that with people. So I have no problem with that, but I, and it's such a fine line because I know for me, like I've been in a situation with someone who was close to me in my past that have said, like, if you don't answer the phone right now, like something's going to happen to me. Right. And, and like what, like that is so much pressure to put on someone else. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not trying to say like, you know, like, oh, if someone's pressuring you into helping them, like, don't help them. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say whatsoever. But there is a fine line between someone who's qualified to do it and someone who can help support, like, long term and someone who can only support, like, in the moment. And a lot of what I, um, a lot of what I, the, a lot of the anxiety I feel and whatnot, yes, it's a long term issue. It's something I'll probably have for the rest of my life. Um, it's something that is manageable like long term. If there's something that's happening in your life that could be like dangerous to you or other people, I don't claim to be the type of person that you should go to. Mm-hmm. There are people in this world who are much better qualified and much more qualified and um, who can support that. And like Edmonton actually, or I think it's um, Alberta Health just opened um, a 24 hour emergency room for mental health in, in Edmonton. Is that what Blake Lowe's open? Yeah. That's open now? Yeah, it's open. That's amazing. Yeah, I think it's at the Royal Alec yeah, yeah, Hospital. Yeah. That's um, where she opened it. So, I mean, there are so many places um, and so many resources to access. And of course, there can always be more. Um, but I don't necessarily preach that my page is the place to go if you are feeling like in the moment. I need support, like, for something that could be done. It's dying. not like a crisis line. 100% it's not. No. It's not. And 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 that doesn't mean that, like, if something were to happen, I would turn a blind eye. Like, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Like, I, 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 I'm here to help if I can and when I can. Um, but I more so opened it as a way, and this sounds kind of selfish, but it was more like an outlet for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, it started out very selfishly. Like, I need an outlet, so this is what I need to do. So I started it for myself 100%. Now, the positive thing that's come from it is that there's been other people who have been like, me too. Yeah, that totally resonates with me. Like, I felt the same way or whatnot. So um, it's been very positive in in that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you, so with this, because you have like, you have a personal account too. Yeah, I'm like, I don't barely use it. Okay. So I use you... it to like follow the Kardashians and then I'll like go back there and <laughs> check all the trashy stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so are you like, cause you don't post every day. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you set like a time, mm-hmm. a, like a time of day when you can, when you can give your energy to that? Do you set like mm-hmm. a day of the week or like, how do you like manage that? So I do have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, which is my like passion. Oh, well, okay. That's, I love my job. I absolutely love my job. So, um, I don't plan on leaving something like that to pursue this, which if you're looking to build an online presence from what I've experienced is you need to put your heart and soul into it. Like it's a lot. And like, I've had my account now for just over a, uh, sorry, a year. 
Um, and I think I've got like just over 600 mm-hmm. followers, which is a lot. Like mm-hmm. that's really good. I'm very, I'm fairly happy with that. I didn't start this to gain followers or anything like that, but I could have more if I had put like, if, if I hadn't had a full-time job or if I wasn't dealing with Mason for the last year or whatever, right? Like, dealing with Mason. Thanks a lot, Mason. Yeah. <laughs> um, like a ship of pants. <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Um, so I think like my m- process is I write about what personal experiences I have. Mm -hmm. So it is very real in my life to go a month feeling amazing and, you know, having, you know, being successful at work and working out all the time and whatnot. And so at first it was my mindset, like, oh, my, you know, people are only coming to this page because they're only looking to hear about my struggles with mental health. And if I'm not having struggles at that time, it's hard for me to write about it. So I would go periods of time without um, posting or writing about anything. And then, and then I came, I think we talked about this last episode. I came to the realization that like, I don't want to be seen as just negative. Like mm-hmm. mental health isn't a hundred percent of the time a shitty situation. Yeah. So I was like, no, you people who are following me need to see that. No, you know, 25 out of 30 days a month I'm having a I'm doing great Mm -hmm. I I have a wonderful life and you know I'm happy and I hold a job and I've got a great relationship and I own a house and I have wonderful friends and family and whatnot so I don't want people to think that like um because you have struggles with mental health it's always gray it's always dark which and and I'm very respectful to the understanding that for some people it is like Mm -hmm. that and I'm very open um and um like I appreciate that that's how some people do live and I'm not trying to diminish that whatsoever. Um, but for myself, I do. I have great days and I have terrible days mm-hmm. like most of the people in the world do. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I started doing is I started just like on my notes in my uh, like on my phone. Mm-hmm. If I had like a thought or because my head is always my brain is always on like same. I it's like Fucking constantly same. like people can sit down and watch Netflix for like eight hours a day and I'm like how did you not like how did you not drive yourself crazy like yeah. I cannot sit still for that long because mm-hmm. my brain is always like on mm-hmm. um but if like I'm driving to work one day and I'm like oh like you know something random could like kick in or whatever I'll think of something or whatever or you you know you go back to a fight you had three days ago and you're like I should have said that instead right it comes to me like four days later when I'm like oh man like you know should have wrote about that or whatever so I'll just type it into my notes in my phone um quickly just like talk about medication Mm -hmm. and then um then what I do is I'll go home and I go on to Instagram and I literally just word vomit Mm. I literally let everything out I don't think about it I just type 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 and then I go back and reread it Mm. and I'll edit it and I'll go through stuff and I'll say okay this is redundant or you know I said this you know this doesn't make sense or whatever and then I'll kind of fine-tune it um and then um yeah and then I post so I typically like I think we talked about this last time too about how like Instagram's a funny beast because you don't want to be the person who's like got a post schedule like oh I have to post every single day because that can cause anxiety like oh my god it's seven o'clock I have to post Mm -hmm. but if you want to be influential you kind of have to give the people what they want which is like it's like the thin line of like having it as a creative outlet 
and then like actually wanting to get like sponsorships from it or mm-hmm. like actually wanting it to be your career like you have to figure out when you do have a platform yeah like this podcast to me this is awesome because it's so creative and like I get to talk to amazing people in my life like more in depth mm-hmm. and if I wanted to make this go like a little bit further I totally could I could buy the equipment off of Amazon I could find a different program and like with that being said, like, I, I do want to spruce it up and I want to produce the best content mm-hmm. that I can, but within the means that I have. Like, mm-hmm. I want to give the best I can with what I have. I'm not going to go out and buy a fucking thousand dollars worth of equipment on a student budget. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what's going to happen. But I know that I'm impacting people and I know that I'm reaching people because I have people message me and I have people DM me and text me and talk to me face to face and whatever about how this is resonating with them. So even though you don't, you can't, like make this like a nine to five it doesn't mean it's not working mm-hmm. you're just doing it in a different well yeah a different le- like level and I always take it back to like why did I start it in the first place mm-hmm. I did not start this to be Instagram famous mm-hmm. I did not start this to get sponsorships I did not like if all that happens cool um but I started this for me this was like my journal that I chose to like share with the world mm-hmm. right um, in 140 characters or less, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Twitter, I think. Um, so I've done experiments before where I've like, will post at five o'clock one day and then I'll post at like seven 30 another day. Cause I know my high time is seven 30. If I post something at seven 30 that I get the most likes. So I'll post something at five. Cause like in the moment I'm like, no, I'm feeling this and I'm like having a hard time right now and I just really want to connect with people and so like I'll post it at five and then I'll like beat myself up because I'm like, oh, I only got 50 likes. I'm like... That was like me because I, cause I release these episodes every Friday morning and if I'm like... And it's not like I tell people every Friday morning at 8 a.m. there's going to be a new episode. Like I tell people like every Friday there's going to be a new episode but I don't say like a time. But to me, I've like made up a time. I'm like, okay, you have to put it, post it at 8 a.m. And if you don't post it at 8 a.m. like like you're a shitty podcaster. Yeah. Like, How dare you post at 8.05? Yeah, exactly. So I put all this pressure on myself and I'm like, you know what? If I, if I don't have the time to edit it the night before or I've had a busy week and it goes on on a Saturday... Who fucking cares? People usually... I've, I've seen that people usually um, listen to the podcast like over the weekend. Like not even on the Friday that it gets released. Because when it gets released, people are at work and, mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, I think that what is awesome about unqualified advice is that you post like in the moment. And it yeah. is raw and it is real. And it's exactly what you're feeling at that time. Mm-hmm. Because that's just... that People connect more with that. That's being like human. And people yeah. connect with the human in you. Yeah. Like people, I feel like people like they love to consume this, this idealistic life or whatever, but it's, we're all ser- searching for just like the raw human mm-hmm. in other people. And I think that's what you put out on your page. I try to. And like, I know, I know for a fact that like what I'm saying isn't like, gibberish like people I'll say something like this and even if it's like not something you've experienced like personally you know someone who has or or whatnot like this is such a bigger like issue that needs to be addressed about how like you know there's why is it so scary and I mean okay that's terrible to say because it is scary it's not 
I'm not trying to sit here and be like, oh, come on, guys. It's so easy. Like, just talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. no. Like, I get it. It's so hard. Like, literally, I haven't didn't talk about it for, like, 28 years. It's yeah. only been a year that I've been like, oh, okay. Like, no, this is what I have to do. And I know it's probably going to take 50, 100, 150 more years until people... It's just, like, it's just int- integrated into people's lives. But mm-hmm. it's, like, it just, it makes me so sad to think that there are people in this world, your neighbor or, like, your grandparents or, like, someone you crossed on the street today that is going home and sitting by themselves and are getting consumed by their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it makes me so sad. Like, I could literally start crying right now because I'm, like, that is so unfair. Like, mm-hmm. why is it that people need to feel like they are ashamed or they should be ashamed of the fact that they have anxiety or depression or something you know much worse or Mm. and it's just it's it just it makes it just makes me so upset that like it's just not fair and you know with suicide rates these days and everything it's just like something needs to be done yeah this isn't fair i totally agree with you and i think about that too for people who just go home and just dwell in their own darkness Mm -hmm. because and i think we are more similar than we are different and i think that's what we forget to realize Mm -hmm. is that it's like when the teacher's like ask the question because probably everyone else is thinking it yeah like it's that's so true yeah and it's it takes people like yourself and like myself to to speak out about it and to be vulnerable and to just take that leap of faith and to say well got nothing to lose mm-hmm. got everything to gain so i'm gonna do this mm-hmm. um so I just want to talk about, to finish up, what are your kind of goals moving forward personally with like your mental health and mm-hmm. your mental well-being and then with unqualified advice as well? Um, well, for the Instagram account, I think it's just going to be something that I'm just going to have ongoing until I'm not, like it's not something I need to use anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not like, like I said, that sounds very selfish, but in the beginning, this started for me and like, I'm very thankful and I'm so happy that I was able to reach people through it, which is like, I love that about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but if it ever comes to a point where I get to that point where I'm like, ugh, like I don't want to do this anymore. Or like it's causing, it's causing anxiety in my Mm -hmm. life or it's like putting stress on me or, or something like that. Then like, no, that's not what it's meant for. That's not what I, that's not why I have it. So, um, until it gets to that point, if and when, um, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I know I could be approaching it better, but I well, mean, like I, like you said, like I do it when I feel it and when I, you know, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a snapshot of what my life is about. Like, obviously, you know, it's five minutes you see out of 24 hours in a day mm-hmm. for myself. And I don't, I'm not much for stories. I don't really put much on my stories, but mm-hmm. maybe I should tap into that a little bit more. But, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so that's kind of what I want to do. I want to reach as many people as I can with it. So I'm going to keep hashtagging. Keep hashtagging away. Yeah, totally. Um, and, um, yeah, just kind of hopefully be a tiny piece in the puzzle that moves this towards ending stigma. Like it's just, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. So, and then personally, do you want to, like, you're on a really good path right now? Yeah. So just keep keeping up with the. Well, that's what's working for me now, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe I had been doing every single thing that I'm doing right now, maybe five years ago, and it may not have worked because there was one aspect in my life that was different or something like that. But like in this moment, my little routine that I have going right now works. Like mm-hmm. going to the gym 
seeing an uh, acupuncturist. My therapist is the greatest person in the entire world. Um, I've been starting to uh, talk about things that I've kind of pushed down for years and uh, my therapist encouraged me to start dealing with that and I have to say it was like scary as hell the mm-hmm. first day that I did it and then as soon as it like I said it out loud for the first time and I was like oh that wasn't so bad it's like a weight yeah lifted. and yeah. then like that evening I had like so much anxiety because I hadn't relived that moment in so many years mm-hmm. so that night I really 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 struggled um but then ever since then, it's gotten better. It's gotten mm-hmm. better. It's gotten better. And I felt more comfortable being like, hey, mom, seven years ago, this happened. And then, of course, my parents' response are like, oh, my God, why didn't you talk about it in that moment? And then you get into the whole, oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's so many reasons why people don't feel comfortable enough to talk about certain things and whatnot. And we don't have time to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so continuing this regimen that I have right now is what's going to work for me now. And you know what? I could wake up tomorrow and be like, you know what? I just really don't think, you know, this works in my system right now. So I'm going to replace it with something else. And mm-hmm. and I'm not sitting here being like, oh, I work out every day. I have a smoothie for breakfast mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, doing all this. Like, no, there's days that I wake up and I'm like, yeah, no. I'm yeah. going to eat a Big Mac and I'm going to lay on the couch and yeah. I'm going to... Just have a day. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has those days and I think it's almost, it's healthy to do that. Like you need to reset your system. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of personally what I'm, what I'm looking forward to. And, um, I think like I've mentioned it before, like I, I'm, I'm okay with having to deal with this. Like I've accepted the fact that this is going to be something that's probably going to be present in my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that what's causing the majority of my anxiety today is not going to be the same thing that's causing anxiety in a year from now. Mm -hmm. But I know that I most likely will be struggling with something else in a year from now, whether Mm -hmm. that's, you know, like school or, you know, like keeping the house clean or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always going to have different things to struggle with as long as it's not the same situation that I'm taking with me for the next like 50 years. I deal with it. I, you know, it could take a week. It could take a month. It could take a year, but I'm going to work towards dealing with it so that I can, you know, move on with my life. So, yeah. And, and from experience, I've noticed that too before, Like, just for example, when I was first diagnosed with my anxiety disorder nine years ago, my number one fear was, um, like, death. And I thought I could die from, like, anything, Mm -hmm. pretty much. Was scared to drive, terrified to go on on planes, even though I had been on planes my entire life. And now, that has completely shifted Mm -hmm. to other things that are more... um, about my profession or my career Mm -hmm. or other things like that. So it's still like the interwoven feeling and the sense of anxiety, but the sense of anxiety has gone down drastically Mm -hmm. and and, and it has changed to different areas because I have worked on those initial areas Uh that were triggers for me. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I would hope, and like, I know what I've noticed for myself is a lot of the strategies will work. So, mm-hmm. you know, 20, when I was 22, I was struggling with, you know, problem A and I used these strategies to deal with it and it worked. And now I'm 30 and I have problem B, but I could still apply the same strategies I've learned. So now instead of, you know, dwelling on it as long as I did the first time around, maybe it'll cut 
that in half because I'm like, oh, this seems familiar, kick in strategies I've been using for the last however many years. And now instead of struggling with this for a year, maybe it only takes me six months or whatever. Like you can't put a time, li- time limit on struggling or, you know, recovering or anything like that. But that's just, you know, an easy way to put it. So yeah, that's um, so true. That's mm-hmm. exactly what has happened to me too. It's like tools in the toolkit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm feeling this. I know what I need to do mm-hmm. here. And just, and really solidifying those practices mm-hmm. and those strategies. And it's like practice makes almost perfect, right? Like just, mm-hmm. just continuing to do that and, and continuing to keep in mind that like, you are not your anxiety and there is a way to live with this and to cope with it and to mm-hmm. to not let it completely overwhelm mm-hmm. your life like it was like you you've grown out of this and you've gotten out of this so like keep going here we go yeah. keep going like keeping up the momentum yeah i always try to remind people to like using people first language like i am not an anxious person i am a person with anxiety yes. right so like i'm a person before i am an anxiety right and that's with all like disabilities uh or um illnesses Uh or diseases or whatever it is Uh yeah using that person first language is super there's so much more to me and like you and i've known each other for like 10 years so Mm -hmm. like i would hope that if you were to introduce me to someone that i've never met before you wouldn't be like this is Mackenzie; she has anxiety (laughs) right like it'd be like this is Mackenzie. This is what she does for work. This is her interest. This is blah, blah, blah. Like, right? Like, it doesn't define you. And, Mm -hmm. like, as much as I'm standing in a room full of people and I look around and I go, every single person in this room knows that I'm freaking out in my head right now. No, they don't. Yeah. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. it is very much an internal struggle. And I think, and I think when you attach your mental health or your mental illness to your identity, that almost gives you more anxiety because then you think, because our the stigma has been like mental illness is bad. Mm-hmm. So if you attach anything that has to do with mental mm-hmm. illness to your identity, you're like, oh fuck, I can't be that. Yeah, but you aren't that. Uh-huh. So it's it's about creating space between your mental illness and who you are uh-huh. integrally, like uh-huh. your identity. Yeah, because I know that that's where in my anxiety stuff, I'm like, I can't be anxious. Like people won't like me. I won't have friends. Like mm-hmm. blah, blah blah. And then it just it escalated yeah. the anxiety even more. Do you find that you like overcompensate too? Like if I feel like someone's like oh my god they know like right they know I'm anxious then I kind of overcompensate which does it like makes it so much worse for me in the end because then so let's say like I say something and and I assume that you took it the wrong way well then now I'm gonna be like oh my god I'm so sorry I said that I'm so sorry like and then like so my own anxiety is now like being overcompensated which the person's gonna be like it's fine yeah like, I didn't even fucking yeah and anyways. but now I'm concentrating on it like more or whatever and mm-hmm. then that causes me more anxiety mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah so I I, I, uh, I tend to try to be like a lot of like um and I think this will lead into like the last thing you want to talk about like the tips and tricks a lot of what I do now and like something I work on every single day like I'm literally in my head right now I'm doing this in my head right now is just trying to like, this sounds like so stupid and so like, duh, but like just let things go. Like, Mm -hmm. so like in my head right now, I'm thinking about something that we talked about like 20 minutes ago in this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about like, oh my gosh, I hope people did not take that the wrong way Mm -hmm. because like I don't want people to think that this is what I meant or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So in my head right now, I'm thinking, oh my God, Mackenzie, people are going to hear that and they're going to think that you're a terrible person. Like, how dare you say something like that? Mm -hmm. So 
currently what I'm working on is like, no, Mackenzie, like people, if people are listening right now, they've listened to the last 30 minutes. They know that you're here to support. You're a supporter. You're, you're like, you know, you're not here to shame anyone. Like, you know, people make mistakes. If you said something mm-hmm. and someone took it the wrong way, like, I mean, that's unfortunate, but but you're happens, a human being right? Yeah. too, right? So like, it's just like, it's one of those things where I just need to be like, nope, nope. And even if someone does take it the wrong way, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I know that, you know, the word I'm saying right now, the message I'm trying to get across is that like, this is something that so many people struggle with. It's okay. Um, you know, like I would say three of the three people in this room right now struggle with mental health. Mm-hmm. So like, it's very, it's, it's a, it's a prevalent thing in this world. And, um, I'm trying to do what I can do, like this tiny little piece to just, you know, help people and make people think that they're not alone and, and, you know, do what I can to, to support it. So with that being said, would you say, okay, so maybe one tip or trick would be when you're having an anxious thought or a negative thought, acknowledge it and then replace it maybe with like a positive affirmation or a positive mantra or like a yeah. realistic or a uh-huh. rational train yeah. of thought. Because that's very like cognitive behavioral therapy. Oh, totally. So I've never really been one for mantras. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. But I've never really been, personally, I've never, I've never used one long enough to have it you know, resonate with me or anything like that, but replacing it with, um, realistic thoughts. Yes. That's it. Cause I am very much a worst case scenario thinker. And that's like the black and white uh-huh. part of anxiety. So, so I think like the thing that I'm worrying about right now is we had been, we were talking earlier about, um, I don't like, um, people who are struggling and, oh, about you asked me if ever I've had someone reach out to me who's, had a terrible experience and in the Mm -hmm. moment is like, I need you, I need you, I need you. And I said, well, no, that's not what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. It didn't mean for that to sound like, nope, you can't reach out because nope, that's not what I'm here for. No, that's not how I meant for that to sound. I just meant that I am not qualified to do that. Like Mm -hmm. I, I'm not the type of person to reach out for that. And, but you know what? I'm so happy that you said that because I've experienced that and I know that other people in my life and people listening have experienced that where they have someone in their life who is struggling so much with mental health and they think that they can just lean on their family and friends for all of the support and your family and friends are there to support but your family and friends are not psychologists they're not therapists they're not doctors they're not Mm -hmm. nurses and you can lean on them as much Mm -hmm. but if you lean on them so much you're gonna drag them down into your darkness which you know what you can't do that Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day this is your journey that you have to go on and your friends Mm -hmm. and family are there to support you and walk along that journey with you but they have to make sure that they're okay too. Oh, because totally. it's just like on an airplane. You need to put on your own mask before you put on anyone else's. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure that your cup is full before you fill up anyone else's mm-hmm. cup. So if there is someone who is leaning on you and, and, and asking for your support 24-7 and it's starting to take an effect on your mental health, mm-hmm. then that's when you need to create space mm-hmm. and that's when you need to create bound, boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like you can you can be there for people but do not not at the expense of your own mental health Mm -hmm. so i know that that's that that's something that you're thinking about but i'm so happy that you said it Mm -hmm. because i think that's where people get a little bit mixed up it's like okay i need to be here for this person all the time and but and it's okay if i'm not getting sleep because i'm answering their calls in the Mm -hmm. middle of the night and blah blah Mm -hmm. you have the right 
to make that space and look out yeah. for your own well-being. And I think like in that moment too, part of being someone's support system is saying, I'm not, I'm not qualified to be here for you right now, but I'm here to support you to get to somebody who can. Mm-hmm. So I think I said it earlier where like, if someone were to message me and be like, I'm, you know, really struggling right now. I'm scared of what might happen. I wouldn't just be like, okay, well, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, well, what can I do? Where, how can I support you to get to the place where you need to be right now? You know, do you need me to call 911? Do you need me to contact someone in your family? Do you need, um, you know, do you not have money for a cab? I'll, you know, PayPal you $25 so you can get in a cab and go to a hospital or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that I would be able to do for someone up until the point where it gets to a point where it's like you need clinical support right because mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm not a clinician I can't do mm-hmm. that right so mm-hmm. so yeah so yeah it's very real in this moment I'm freaking out because I'm mm-hmm. like I fucking hope people don't think that I'm this like person who's preaching like oh I'm here to help you and then as soon as it's like you know push comes to shove I'm like oh actually wait no I'm not like no like it's to a certain extent and that's not even just with people who follow me that's with people in like real life too and like mm-hmm. I feel as if I'm the type of person who would never turn a blind eye to someone mm-hmm. who seeks support because mm-hmm. I preach it so much if you need help find it mm-hmm. access it if it is through an Instagram account or calling a friend or getting to a hospital or you know if you know that what helps you is going to the gym and you need to go to the gym like go to the gym like that's the stuff that I I preach about and I I don't want people to think that I'm like <laughs> sitting here like I'm not a doctor so mm-hmm. like that and I'm not claiming to be mm-hmm. so it's in the name people I'm qualified mm-hmm. advice right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um but yeah, this is a very real moment for me. Like, I wish you guys could hear what I'm, what's going on in my head right now because I'm just, like, freaking out about people taking that the wrong way. Then that would be... That's something that I used to think about, too, is I wish that people could live inside of my head for one day. Oh, my God. I like, feel bad for those people. Like, for me, not for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no, no, I totally get what you're saying, though, because, well, it's kind of like... It's... In my darkest days, like, I'm like... I literally wanted to like the way I could describe it is like I want to rip my brain out right now because I literally feel like it's on fire. I just like, need relief. Yeah, right? I need relief, and I and it's if mm-hmm. people could just like live in someone's head who had anxiety or depression, I think they I think the stigma. The, oh, I know the stigma mm-hmm. wouldn't be as mm-hmm. bad as it is but with that being said mm-hmm. I think it's getting better um mm-hmm. but let's maybe go on to like okay tips and tricks a second one that you um, were thinking about yeah so I guess like my number one thing tip and trick is just talking like yes. find someone you can talk to and whether that's you know like for me talking doesn't mean like talking face to face to someone talking is writing a blog post and talking to people who can you know talking with the cyber world I guess you could say so that's mm-hmm. number one for me mm-hmm. um And I feel like it's very important, like you've said, to make sure that that person is someone who's going to make that experience a positive one Mm -hmm. and someone who's going to be non-judgmental. Like, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oftentimes when I'm going to someone and I just need to like word vomit on them I'm not looking for them to give me advice like I'm not looking for them to be like oh well have you tried going to the gym Mm -hmm. like in all honesty the best thing you can do for me a lot of the time is just go I'm sorry like oh yeah or ask questions like oh really like 
why why do you think it's why do you think it's happening or mm-hmm. or whatever like I'm not looking for someone to be like okay well let me grab a pen and paper and we're gonna do the pros and cons and mm-hmm. we're like hundred or sorry not not hundred percent like ninety percent of the time all I need is for someone to just listen mm-hmm. um and there are unfortunately people in my life that I know I can't go to because mm-hmm. I know that they just don't respond the right way and to them guaranteed they're thinking like well that you know this is what I'm supposed to do and that's no judgment on those people mm-hmm. like you you only know what you know right Mm -hmm. so if that's the way that you know to give support which isn't wrong Mm -hmm. it's just not the way that I need to receive support it's like when you when you go to therapy I've had to go to many different therapists because with a therapist and this is like another side tip um the first therapist that you get matched up with if you are trying to recover from your your mental your mental health probably won't be the therapist that you're with like five years down the road. Mine is. Oh, is the it? The very first therapist I've ever gone to, I freaking love her. Oh my yeah, god. She's okay. Great. See and, I'm lucky. And I'm, I'm lucky though. I've had to go it's like dating. Mm-hmm. I've had to mm-hmm. experience different mm-hmm. relationships and stuff to figure out what I like. Because totally. with a therapist you're literally sharing your deepest, darkest thoughts yeah. to someone. So you want to make sure that you feel comfortable and you jive with that therapist. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, it's honestly going to make the experience worse. And I've had people in my life who go to this therapist a couple of times and just say, no, don't like her or him yeah. or whatever. And then just never go to therapy again. Yeah. And therapy can be such a powerful oh it's been amazing. and instrumental thing mm-hmm. in your healing. But you have to take the accountability to... Tap in to yourself mm-hmm. and say, okay, no, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And have and have the courage to tell them. Because they hear it all the time. They, a therapist honestly hear it all the time. Uh-huh. Hey, sorry, like you're actually not, we're actually not really connecting. I'm going to go. Yeah. And they'll, they'll somewhat refer, they'll refer totally. you to a mm-hmm. person who they think that you would do better with. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I would say don't, don't be afraid yeah. to, to do that. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. the therapist is looking out for your well-being. Mm-hmm. And they're here to help you. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I, and I recognize, too, that there are people who don't have a lot of people to turn to. Mm-hmm. You, know, there, you know, there isn't, you know, maybe they're not close with their family or they don't have a big circle of friends or they can't afford a therapist which like mm-hmm. hey part three here's yeah, we're gonna talk about fucking change. right yeah so I'm very aware that like I'm I'm very lucky in the fact that I had the opportunity to to go to multiple different people and figure out who my people were right mm-hmm. and I I recognize that not everybody gets that luxury mm-hmm. um so in those cases I would suggest like you know there's you can there's um what's it called there's online um support systems or uh like therapists that you can go to online yeah yeah or or even like call in like Mm -hmm. um like the crisis line and stuff like that and um yeah so I I I just always I always say that don't be afraid to have people in your life who can support you and people who can't. Like, that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that they're not my friend. Like, you know, I may have gone to them one time and been like, hey, this is happening right now. Didn't necessarily respond the way that I needed them to. That doesn't mean we're never friends again. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. now it's just like, thank you. Like, I very much am so thankful that you've tried. Mm -hmm. And like, I would never think badly of you for... Mm -hmm. Unless someone was like, go away, like you're being stupid. Like mm-hmm. then, of course, then I would like <laughs> second guess that friendship. But yeah. um, there's definitely been people that I've just been like, eh, you know what? It's just, that's just not the way I need you to respond to me. So and whatever. T- yeah. And take what you, take what you want from that conversation and leave what you don't want. Yeah. And I think with anything in life, not even mental health, 
I know that I have my sol- solid group of people and I can go to this person about this issue. Yeah, this person totally. About this issue. Mm-hmm. I know I, I know that I'm not probably not going to have a heart to heart with this person. Yeah. And I'm going to more be. But you could still go out for dinner with that person 100%. and talk about whatever else, right? 100%. That just doesn't mean that you're going to be best friends with them. And I think And I think this is kind of a side note, but I think that's so important to have a, f- a friend circle because a person is, is so complex they need to be able to like express all parts of themselves totally. and that's yeah. why you need to surround yourself with yeah. people who represent all parts of yourself totally and that's what makes like a really strong yeah. like tribe mm-hmm. i'm thankful that my person is supportive in every area of my life yeah me she walks away right now what <laughs> um um yeah so that's number 2 um talk or i guess it's the same one Mm-hmm. Talk about it, and then don't be afraid to trial and error different people that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, what, and what would you say, like, your your last one is? I think the most important thing for me, in the moment, so this is, like, a very much in the moment type of thing mm-hmm. for me, is if I'm struggling with, um, I'm feeling super depressed or um, anxious about something, I will set my mind towards something that I know I'm going to succeed at. Something that I know will have a positive outcome. Yeah. Right? So I know that, maybe not today, but I know that I can probably run, no, I shouldn't say probably. I know that I can successfully run two kilometers. Yeah. Whether that's in 10 minutes or 25 minutes, doesn't matter. But I know that I could most likely finish two kilometers. Mm -hmm. So if I'm in the moment, I'm feeling very anxious or very depressed or whatnot, that's something I'll go do. I'll go and I'll, I'll run it because then at the end I'm feel, I feel great because I've gotten exercise and I've succeeded at something. Mm -hmm. I put my mind to something and I've succeeded. So that kind of puts a positive thought in the forefront in front of, you know, whatever it was that was causing me anxiety. And that doesn't mean that's definitely suppressing it. I'm not trying to say that that's something that will, like, if it's something that is a reoccurring thing, like it definitely needs to be revisited and like dealt with. But like a lot of my anxiety, like I said, is worst case scenario stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's stuff that I can be like, you know what, Mackenzie, like you're thinking crazy right now. You're, this is not going to happen. You did not hit that pedestrian. You drove back and checked. There's no one there. And I just need to get it out of my mind. Mm -hmm. I will do something that I know I will be successful Mm -hmm. at. So, um, like doing the laundry, I know Mm -hmm. that I can finish a load of laundry, Mm -hmm. um, or whatever. Like I, a lot of mine, kind of revolve around cleaning because that's what I do when I get anxious. Is that's like what I do too. Right? Because yeah. you know it's successful and you feel mm-hmm. so much better after. Like it's a, something you can tangibly see that you complete it. I heard a, I heard a saying the other day. It was like, um, oh fuck, what was it? It was like outer order equals, oh fuck, it was so good. It was something about like how your environment um like if your environment is chaotic, your inside will be chaotic. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. So, but it was a really, it was a really um, catchy saying. I'll, I'll have to uh, maybe put it in the show notes. But yeah, I, I'm such a strong believer in in if you have a, an organized, somewhat organized and clean and orderly environment, it's going to make you feel better inside. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's that's like scientifically proven. Yeah, is is doing that, and with the the little things that you can do to be successful, I do that too. And even if it's just like making your bed, mm-hmm. doing the laundry 
taking the dog mm-hmm. for the walk, when you start kind of like checking those mm-hmm. things off, so to speak, it builds your confidence up totally. and you're like, I can do this. I can be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be a functional human being, you mm-hmm. know? And it's, it's about the baby steps. It's about small habits every day that will lead you up to, to these, these monumental life shifts mm-hmm. instead of like being like, okay, in three months, I'm going to do this. I'm going to switch careers or something yeah, like that. It doesn't it's have about to be anything major. Yeah. It's about like the baby steps and the little things mm-hmm. you do along the way mm-hmm. with good intentions. And then that bigger goal mm-hmm. in mind. I have a list on my phone of things I've been meaning to do for mm-hmm. like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and they're small things. Like one of them is I need to get a criminal record check for mm-hmm. something. And mm-hmm. I've just been putting it off for so long because after work, I'm like way too tired to go wait mm-hmm. in line, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, if there's a day where I'm like feeling super stressed about something, I'm like, you know what? I can tick something off of that list without mm-hmm. having to, you know, fly across the world or whatever. It's something small that I can do in a couple hours in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I'll go and I'll search through my list and I'll be like, yeah, I can do that this afternoon. And I'll take it off. And yes, you're right. The fact of just completing the task itself and taking it off that list or crossing it out or whatever that alone like brings so much um positivity to the forefront and then Mm -hmm. also too it's like you know you've accomplished something right Mm -hmm. like it's yeah so yeah i think those are the the three number one though is always just like finding someone you can talk about it with yeah it's definitely totally Well, this has been two hours of... Oh, yeah. I no. can go for another two if you want. <laughs> I know, but this is just... I think this is awesome because it's such a massive topic and oh, we're God. only really focusing on uh-huh. anxiety. Uh-huh. And plus, you and I, like, it's something that we both share and we're both fucking chatter boxes. <laughs> so, but I think that this is really, really, really going to resonate with people because it is so personal and, like, it's so raw and authentic and Mm -hmm. like I want to thank you for that because I know that there's this is probably scary and probably Mm. you're you're being really vulnerable and stuff but like that's awesome and and I really appreciate the conversation we had I learned so much more about you oh my god (laughs) best friends yeah no I'm like I'm very thankful too like I I know like sitting here had I not told you 10 minutes ago that I was having anxiety, you wouldn't have known. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it's one of those things that it's like a silent, it's a silent illness and, mm-hmm. and it's just not fair that it's silent. So I thank you for, you know, making this environment comfortable enough for me to be like, Holy shit, I'm feeling anxious right now about something I said mm-hmm. or whatever. Cause that's my everyday life. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. Like mm-hmm. I'll sitting here and I'll be smiling and nodding and I'll be like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and inside I'm like, Oh my God, oh my God. On. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. So, you know, thank you for giving me a platform for, feeling comfortable enough to talk about it and especially with someone like you so yeah you can totally. understand it so. yeah if you want to follow Mackenzie you can find her at unqualified underscore, underscore advice on Instagram mm-hmm. she posts whenever she's <laughs> feeling like it both <laughs> negative and positive things yeah. I would give her a follow because yeah the posts that you post are I really really like them they're not like Thank fake you. or flowery or fluffy or anything like that it's like yeah. this is what I'm fucking feeling right now and I feel like lots of people really resonate with that so yeah thank you check her out high five (laughs) thank you for listening to another episode of all things may hey if you enjoyed this episode feel free to screenshot it and send it to your friends and also don't forget to follow me on instagram at melena s see you next time